0: Listener Production. Today's edition of Footy Talk, we have Jay-Z Clark and we will take a look at the Brisbane Lions win against the Sydney Swans. Some contentious MRO incidents again and we'll have a look ahead to the big one between Richmond and St Kilda. Can the Saints play party poopers? We'll find out. This is your latest edition of Footy Talk on this Saturday morning. I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark as we are every Saturday. Jay-Z, we take a look back at Friday night footy last night. Of course, the Brisbane Lions defeated the Sydney Swans by 16 points. The Lions consolidate their spot in a top four despite some wayward kicking. Six goals, 14 after halftime. Fagan's men, pretty
1: impressive and solid performance and really It's fair to say it's what we expected. Did what they had to do, didn't they, Joey? And especially up at the Gabby, you think they'd be too good up there? I think the question mark remains over lines. I don't think any Brisbane fan watching that win over last night suddenly thinks that they're um, completely comfortable with where they're sitting. It's going to be an interesting last two months of the season for the Brisbane Lions. Like, they have to make top four and they have to be winning finals this year. Do you agree? Like, that is the pass mark for the Lions. You were very positive, and I was with you at the start of the season on this model.
0: Yeah, I was positive that they would be a top four team because yep. they have been for the last, what, four seasons yep. now. So Topped up. it's almost like this is that there's nothing to gain from them for them up until the finals mm-hmm. because we expect them to be top four. They'll probably finish top four, but mm-hmm. all eyes are going to be on yep. come finals time. Can they their game style and their defensive profile stack up against the very best, you know. Yes. Semi-final, qualifying final, prelim, yep. whatever it is. That's So that's all we're waiting for. Yeah. And in the meantime, it's just a sit and hold because we we know how talented they are. We know they're going to win enough games. We know they don't lose at the Gabba. Mm. So
1: we're just holding on until finals. I don't think they're striking fear into the heart of any opponents, though. Like in a big preliminary final, even if it is up there, and I know they're very good, but I, and any opposition team with their self, Melbourne, Collingwood, Port Adelaide, would be going into that cutthroat game, I think, saying we could get there. You're right, the defensive profile... Yeah, see, he's still back. Your big forwards against Payne, you know. Do you wonder if they've got the zip on the outside? I don't know. I think I think there's a big watch on Brisbane, and um, it will be really interesting. What did you make of the Gunston Rich issue throughout the week? Because last night, Chris Fagan was on Fox Footy with you. Can you just set the record straight on that conversation? Well, the
0: narrative on Friday, the way that it was portrayed from Fagan in the press conference was that essentially it was instigated by the players, that they went to him, they said their form wasn't good enough and that they shouldn't be playing. Were you
1: surprised by that? Well,
0: I was, yes, I knew there was spin on that. I was like, (laughs) come on, please. I've never heard of a player go to a coach and say, coach, I don't think I should play this week. How does that conversation really play out in the coach's box? That's right. So then what happened is, and and I'm glad he did, Chris Fagan clarified it last night on the uh, the lead-up to the the game on Fox footy, speaking to to Gary Lyon and the boys, and he basically said, well, Daniel Rich did contact me on the Monday, but that's pretty common for senior players and the coach to chat. Yep. And Fagan then portrayed individually to Rich and Gunston, look, it's probably going to be hard to pick you with the form you're in. Yep. Let's have a chat about what it looks like going forward. And that is reasonable and makes more sense, particularly Mm -hmm. with veterans. You don't just come and tap them on the shoulder on the Thursday afternoon while they're doing weights and say, you're dropped. When you've got those older players, you're in constant conversations with the coach. That's just the way Mm. it is. But certainly it was instigated by the coach. And that was clarified last night, which we probably all knew the whole way along. That was how it works. I've never known of a player to instigate, you know, suggesting or asking
1: to be dropped. I would be going into that coach's meeting or the coach's office with Rossline or whoever it's saying, Ross, back me in. Yeah. Give me one more chance. I can do this. You can trust me. I'm going to snap out. Especially for Gunston, who's come up there, you know, to prove a bit of a point. He's got a couple of years on his contract. I would have thought the competitor inside the player would uh, be wanting to play in the team. That's right. And
0: that's right. And I don't look, and I don't mind it. I think it's a circuit breaker for those boys. I I like they don't need to play VFL footy. They're not going to gain anything out of that. They don't need touch or, you know, they just need to be fit and healthy. So their body and their minds are as sharp as they can be to give themselves the best chance because, you know, maybe come a final, they they still might be needed. They might be valuable. I think there's still football in them, you know, like, The thing with veteran players, and we've seen it across the competition, Jay-Z, people mm. are very critical of them. but They don't play their consistent best every week because no. it gets harder, but they still have impact in games. Yep. Jack Rewalt's had some games. Trent mm. Cotchin yeah. has had some games. Older players have moments where they still have a significant impact in a team. Josh so so
1: would for Geelong last that's,
0: year. That's exactly right. So these players will still have a role to play. Mm-hmm. But talking about that, though, I liked the kids, and I, I think Chris Fagan has got to put more trust in, into the youngsters. So Ashcroft Ashcroft was an easy one because he's so talented, but he brought in Jasper Fletcher last night, who showed he's going to be a talented player. Give them a bit of trust. Mm. Kyle Lohman replaced Jack Gunston as that mid-sized forward. He tackles and pressures and has energy, Mm -hmm. and he had some really good moments in the second half. I like Darcy Wilmot. Darcy Wilmot coming along. Exactly right. And Kane Coleman now, give him the trust to be the designated kicker or the ball Mm. user Out of half back, you know, and replace Rich. So I think that there's some positives for the Brisbane Lions from that sense to take out of the game. Yeah. What about
1: the Swans, Joey? It's like... It's probably, this story's flown under the radar a little bit about the Swans, a grand final team last year. How much did we rave about their list and everything they were doing? Um, this season has just gone really poorly and we know they've had massive injuries down back and along the spine. I, I think what's happening in the background of the Sydney Swans down there in the bowels at the SCG, Joey, is they are on the hunt for an established big man I think they'll probably be a little bit open to whether it's back or forward. Obviously, the the back half really needs propping up. They could probably take a centre-half forward as well. But who's out there? Who is the prime big man, the versatile key position player who they could bring in? Now, Harry Himmelberg is probably the obvious one, Mm. right? Because he can do that, play both ends. He's already up there in Sydney. He's got a partner up there. So would it take an eight- or nine-year deal to get him across? I think GWS is offering about five. You could potentially double that to make him think about coming across. It would be a big deal going from one Sydney club to the other. I think Shane Mumford's done it. That's probably about it. But then at Richmond, he's got his mates in... um, uh, Taranto and Hopper. Jacob Hopper. You look at some of the pieces at Richmond. um, A big club, play at the MCG every week. So it's a big decision for Harry Himmelberg. but. Where else can the Swans come
0: Are they still interested in Tom Deconing? His name was being bandied around early. The thing is, Joey,
1: and, and you would know this better than me, you, you're very good at this, right? I reckon clubs continue to watch Tom Deconing, right, and continue to watch him play pretty average. Yep. What do you do from a recruiting perspective Yeah. when you tag a player at the start of the year, like, gee, he's got some traits, I like him, and then he goes, Bleh. Yeah, for the rest of the season.
0: Well, as I said, you've got to have a you've got to have a value on, on his head. What's he worth from yeah. a trade perspective and a, and a um, salary cap perspective? And that's your line. It's like it's like a, a house, you know. You go, yes. I, I, I don't mind it, but I'm not going to pay overs for it. Mine's <laughs> costing a
1: bit at the moment. Yeah,
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> we might chat about that. So look, you're right. They probably are in, in the markets. Um, so there are some options. Whether Logan McDonald, it was meant to be there. He's meant to be the man going forward, but he's just taking a little bit more time. Uh, then maybe we thought. And, of course, the others in Hayden McLean and Amadi I both like them as players, but you're right. Are they going to be a player that, Mid-tier. you know, the big big ticket item that can sort of yeah. be the,
1: the big focal point to yeah. lead them to another flag? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have a left field crack at Harry Mackay, would they?
0: Well, there's been a little bit of banter about that. It's a nine-year deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Would some let they, him go or not? Uh, I think they would. Oh, would they enter, They've they got to entertain it, depending on what the really? offer is. And,
1: well. They have to be two first round.
0: That's two. right. It depends on what the what the offer is in in return. They've got to consider all the different things Carlton because they need to you know rejuvenate their list and revitalise it. So they've got to look at all options. Again, it's the pros and cons of weighing up if you do want to consider moving on Mackay, what you get for him and and what the values of keeping him. So there's all these discussions in the air. But the Sydney Swans, yes, Jay, we know they're a young, talented team. But this year, we know it's not linear. So it's not like, okay, you go from a grand final, mm. you've got to be there again. We know the way the competition works. You can have a down year and bounce pretty quick. Mm. They've been smashed by injury. Mm-hmm. You know, the McCartan boys have, have killed them in the back half defensively. Mm. They were so good last year. Mills and now
1: Heaney's out and you know, Parker missed. So they've they've just had one of those years. And History says, we, we've covered this before, four of the last seven reigning premiers, either haven't made the finals or haven't won a final. So that's yeah. Geelong coming into this year. They're, that doesn't look like they're going to make it. I think you said that you had a big watch on them six or eight weeks ago. And Sydney, the same, he's hard to climb the mountain um, again. Just quickly, lastly on Harry Mackay, right? He doesn't go on the ruck. Yeah. Doesn't really crash packs, Harry Mackay. Yep. Does get a lot of marks wide. Doesn't he along the boundary? He's
0: a contested marker, though. He does you think like, he's think a number. So? He's a
1: top contested mark player. Do you yeah. see him? Do you see him as being the? Oh, I just seen him this year lead wide a lot. Oh. Oh, I just want you to. Can you put that in your little clipboard? I know you yeah, assess, yeah. analyze a lot of not things. Not sure
0: about that one. I reckon that's Carlton's ball movement more than him. To be fair, well, that's Carlton's interesting. play wide, so he has to lead to where Carlton's ball movement is. If he was in the middle of the SCG, yeah. right, look, when you think about Harry McKay at the SCG, and we're not yeah. saying this, but. We know the Swans have a history of turning players' form around. Like, not turning mm-hmm. their form around, but getting the best out of them. It could work, but yeah. it's a it's a
1: pretty significant move from both both camps. This is why the Fox footy pay the big bucks, uh, Joey. Hey, do you want to do MRO? Yes, do it now. now? Yeah, before um, we take a break. So, dangerous tackle has been the biggest topic in the game um, at the moment. We don't need to go into it broadly. What happened with Berry on Haywood? I think this is different. Joey, yeah, I think think Jared Berry gets off for this, right? The side at 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon. I've seen a lot of these ad nauseum. I've I've watched so many. It puts my wife and my Mm. kids to sleep as I sit there on the couch and measure all the angles. I have a look at this way. Jane, she doesn't care. Um, I think in this one, Jared Berry, right, doesn't pin the arms. Now, the player's got to be vulnerable in a vulnerable position. To be in a vulnerable position, as we know, you've got to have one or two arms pinned. Hayward has his arms, arms free, free. Good. therefore he can get his left arm down. It bra- it uh, braces the contact, and generally, I don't. Did you think the force was that excessive? No. Now his face might have touched the ground, but that's just as a byproduct.
0: It wasn't like the force was in the contact of the head. So it looked to me that even though that action was there, it's but you're right. There were yeah. some other um, key elements that might get him off. So these
1: are, are the, in, with these dangerous tackles, you have to think. Um, was the player in a vulnerable position? No, his arms are free. Was excessive force used? No, I think it was light. Yep. Therefore, I think Jared Berry gets off, and that is so that that gives us important context in this whole debate. Not everyone goes for a dangerous tackle. You can tackle safely. And this was an example exactly. of the exactly You wrote time. a great article during the week, oh, Jay-Z. I you, read
0: Jimmy. it and I agree. We are finding the line. And, and yes, we're going to be sort of just tiptoeing from one side to the other, but mm-hmm. we are trying to find a line. And I think each week we are slowly getting there. We're yep. having more of an idea. If you don't pin an arm or if you do have an arm pin, if you let them go at the yep. last minute, there's all these different you know, interpretations that we are getting yes. there. Quickly on the other, Mr. Oh, it looks like Wix is going to get a week for that. Surely, I think two. elbow to the head. It's, it's sh- two weeks, so it, it's yeah. not
1: even a bump. It's a strike. Yeah, it's an elbow to the head. So the Harry Mackay strike from earlier in the season was Sheasel. It was uh, at the it, tribunal. Was graded yeah. careless. So this is probably you take a cue from that. This is probably careless too. Impact probably higher that equals two matches. Gut feel that's where it lands. Yep, no
0: worries. Hey, we'll take a break because there's plenty of big action coming up this weekend. Yes. Starting with tomorrow, sorry, tonight, Saturday night, Trent Hodgins' oh. 300th big game between the Tigers the and the Saints. We'll preview that one. That's all coming up next on Footy Talk. listening to Footy Talk. Of course, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Listener, please leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Let's take a look at the games today. Quickly, we'll skip over the Giants-Fremantle. Not much to come out of that one. Big one for the Dockers, really. They let one slip last week, yes. so they need to bounce back. It was and
1: disappointing, that one. It was, but mm-hmm. the Giants
0: get a couple of big names back in Josh Kelly and Sam Taylor, so they will always be competitive, which is credit to them. Yep. But I think Fremantle should get the job done. But let's get to... The game tonight. Trent Cotchin's 300th. Huge game. St Kilda yep. v the Tigers. Yes, what's the story coming? Oh, this?
1: fascinating, isn't it? A real contrast of style because we see the Tigers play with that forward surge, handball. They move the ball quickly, and then on the other hand, you've got the the master defenders in in Ross Lyon, St Kilda. So, I think from a from a game plan perspective, this will be an absolute uh, game of chess. I can't wait to watch it. It should be uh, fascinating. Who's going to win? Like you think the emotional charge of Trent Cotchin? Like I probably un- overestimate the milestone. Factor in footy, and you guys say, Look, it doesn't mean that much, but I love the emotion and the theatre. You'd think they'd try and lift for him, but I have tipped St Kilda in a um, very, very tight one. And I think this just, a St Kilda victory for all the Saints fans, you tell me, that would just absolutely establish and frank their form. You know, I, I just love what the Saints have done this year, considering their list considering where they've come from, I think it's been phenomenal.
0: Well, if they do win this St Kilda, then that does, Frank, that what they are doing is absolutely right and they're yep. on the right track. And then now they've got all the kids playing. So Windhager's back in the yes. side, King's fully fit, Caminiti, Filippo Owens, yep. Wanganee Miller is coming along beautifully. He, he's he is you know, coming along. Ryan Burns is now becoming an important player. So it's it's heading in the right direction. But I'm nervous about this one. The Tigers, I, oh, saw yeah? them. I watched that game against Fremantle closely and the Tigers were back to their best. Yeah. Got to come up with something for Shea Bolton. He's now one of the best players in the comp over the last six weeks. His numbers He's are back to back. his All-Australian 2022 form. So Saints have got to have a good plan. They've got to defend strongly. I hope they can, but I'm a bit nervous. I'll tip Richmond.
1: Have you? But just to hedge my bets, really, I'm happy either way. Then. <laughs> <laughs> good one. You are a Hall of Famer. Um, how do you stop the forward handball? Just quickly, lastly, what do you do? Come Is there forward. an outside yeah, ring? It's a
0: pressure? You gotta come, come forward, forward. forward. Come forward. Come forward, you've got to cut it off. Ooh. So that's the challenge. But if you get it slightly wrong, well then you're caught out of position. So you've got to be really switched on. Okay. Hey, the other big story, let's get to it. Carlton Gold Coast, we're doing this game for the Sunday rub. Mm. Tomorrow, oh, this is gonna be fascinating
1: for all the reasons we know why. Stewie Jew walks, he comes up to this game with a big bib on, and he can smell blood oh. in the water, can't they? Oh. The Sun this is an opportunity for the Suns to put a real flag in the ground. There is a vulnerable team who got no idea what they're doing. Right. And they rely, they've been relying on talent and talent, they've been underperforming. Shui and the Gold Coast Suns can make an absolute statement on this one, and it would leave Icon Park in an absolute mess when we park the media bus there again on Monday morning.
0: It's a massive one because there are consequences, huge consequences for both losers. Yes. But, the, but the, uh, the fallout, we know, is going to be more significant for one club than yep. the other. The Gold Coast, we know there's not going to be enough. Yep. spoke, But this is their chance. If they want to make a statement in yep. the AFL and yep. play finals, yep. they just have to beat the Blues. And if okay. they lose, I'll be so disappointed yep. because this is their time. Yes. Beef, cartel lose, boy, oh, boy. So what will be the headline? What will be the back page paper on Monday? I'm
1: going to go with party poopers. Right? So the Saints spoiled Lance Franklin's 350th last week. Now they've got Trent Cotchen's, uh 300th. Ross Lyon and his merry men of Saints will be the party poopers. Well done. Mine is just
0: simply blues win. They finally win. <laughs> Michael Voss can exhale for once. Take a breath. And they can just keep everyone off their back for one week. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Thank you, Jay-Z. Remember, if you have a question for us or want to hit us up on Instagram, or TikTok, you can do that tomorrow. We'll wrap up all the action from tonight with Around the Grounds. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Cools.